0: Welcome to City Harvest Sermon Podcast. Coming up is a word from Pastor Kong Hee. Now when God was creating the first man, He built him from the dust of the earth. So He took natural material from the ground. But it was totally a lifeless form. It was just like a carcass, a, a shell. Until God breathed, the breath of life, until God breathed in the Holy Spirit, Adam at that moment only became a living soul. So the Holy Spirit brought life into him. Without the Spirit, Adam was just a very natural, three-dimensional model of a human. But the moment God breathed the Holy Spirit into him, and deposited his spirit inside, Adam became a fourth-dimensional being. He was alive. He was powerful. He was able to subdue and to have dominion over the entire world that God had planted him in. That means for each one of us here tonight, for you and I to live a purposeful, meaningful life of destiny, of, of, of purpose, we need to engage the Holy Spirit. He is the source of our very existence. Similarly, it's the same for us here, for City Harvest Church, to stay alive and dynamic and powerful and active and thrive, especially in the future that we call City Harvest 2.0. We need to live in the realm of the Spirit and we need to live deeper in the Spirit more and more, and more, and more. So when 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7 says, we walk by faith and not by sight, it means in everything that we do, in every decision that we make, in every strategy, every planning, it cannot be based on just what we observe, what we see in our natural five senses, what we feel, how we see, how we taste, how... You know, our natural senses. Everything must be done by faith in the invisible realm, in the realm of the Holy Spirit. And that's the only way you can thrive and become alive and active and powerful. This is a distinctive of New Testament Christianity. This is what makes the church the church and not a community center or a country club or a social club or a family club. Because if everything we do is just based on clever ideas and smart, natural planning, just based on what we have learned in school, and nothing wrong with that, then the New Testament church will be nothing more than just another humanistic social club that will sooner or later fizzle away like any other clubs. But it was powerful. When you read the book of Acts, It was active, it was dynamic, it was strong, it was growing because it was totally immersed and baptized in the Holy Spirit. So Jesus had said this, you shall receive power. Somebody say power. Power. Say power five times lower, say power. power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And on the day of Pentecost, He came the Holy Spirit came in like a rushing mighty wind, a powerful wind. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues. And 2,000 years later, here we are still doing the same thing, still powerful, dynamic alive because the same Holy Spirit that was there on the day of Pentecost is also here present right now. So we are living... In a three-dimensional world, uh, you heard this so many times. The first dimension is a line. The second dimension is a plane. So you have two-dimensional plane. The third dimension is anything that have length, they have breadth, they have depth. So we are three-dimensional human beings living in a three-dimensional universe. Now, the first dimension is under the dominion of the second dimension. The second dimension is under the dominion of the third dimension. The third dimension, everything that we see in our natural world, in our natural universe, is under the dominion of the fourth dimension, which is the dimension of faith, which is the invisible realm of the Holy Spirit. So recently, there's a lot of excitement in the news. If you follow CNN, BBC, if you know that there's a lot of news on whether there's life on Mars. In fact, there's a movie that's pretty exciting called The Martian. And my family went to see it and enjoy it thoroughly. And there's a lot of talk about, well, they found another planet in this galaxy, Kepler, something, something, something. And it's a few times bigger than the Earth. The distance is about the same from the earth to the sun. So they say, they're wondering, is there life in that planet? They're wondering, could there be life on Mars? (laughs) Could there be life in other planets in the galaxy? So scientists say, in order for life to exist, there must be a productive atmosphere. Well, the planet got to be a solid rock. So gaseous planets like Jupiter and Saturn... You, you, you cannot have life there. You gotta be rock. There gotta be water. There got to be sunlight so that photosynthesis can take place. So they talk about elements and conditions for life to exist. Now we don't know everything about the Holy Spirit. He's the Spirit of God. First thing you can't see him. And we are limited, finite human being. How do we know this great Creator, God, and the Spirit of God? But what we know is this. We can make room for the Holy Spirit to move. We can create space for Him to act in His tremendous power. That when certain conditions are there, the Holy Spirit always moves in power and great glory. So, what are some of the ingredients or elements where the Holy Spirit will move? Number one, we can give the Holy Spirit room through our thoughts, through our thinking. The Bible says, as a man thinks, so is he. As a woman thinks, so is she. The Holy Spirit works through our thinking. If you don't think of a thought that is in line with how God thinks, He cannot work. If you want healing or a miracle or provision or deliverance in your life, but you can't think it, as much as the Holy Spirit has the power to do all that, He won't move in your life. Even if there's just a mustard seed of a thought, it's enough for the Holy Spirit to act on that seed and bring forth the miracle that will push every mountain in your way and cast it into the sea. When Moses sent out the 12 spies to check out the promised land, 10 of them came back with a very negative report. Now, it was just a thought. They say the giants in the land are so big. There's no way we are able to defeat them. We are like grasshoppers in their sight. So we are puny. We are tiny. Now, one thought and fear swept through the entire camp of the Israelites. Three million of them. And the whole generation didn't enter the promised land. Two of the spies, Joshua and Caleb, they had the right thinking. And their thoughts, I mean, it could be a small thought. They didn't have the, the strategy and the planning and, and the wherewithal to take the land. All they had was this simple idea. If God say it, that settles it, I believe it. And that was enough. A mustard seed of a thought was enough for the Holy Spirit to move. And the two of them led a new generation And boy, did they possess the land with power, with strategy, with tenacity, and tremendous strength. One of our SOT graduates is Tao Kuopeng from China. And Kuopeng suffered from Marfan syndrome. And he had a very severe, rare case of Marfan syndrome that affected supposedly one in 100,000 people. Now, you can check up your your internet, your Wikipedia, there's no cure for Marfan syndrome. Now, the iota is the main artery that supplies oxygen into the entire body. When you have Marfan syndrome, and in this case, severe Marfan syndrome, the wall of the iota would ex- expand and gets thinner and thinner and thinner, and eventually, it would come to a breaking point where the entire iota circulatory system will explode. And you have excessive bleeding, within matters of seconds, a person will die. When that happens, Guo Peng is going to die within seconds. He was a living time bomb on the inside, waiting to explode. Two years ago, in December 2013, Guo Peng became very, very sick. And one day, he could only breathe out, but he found he couldn't breathe in. He couldn't get air into his lungs. They rushed him to the hospital, and the best doctors in Shanghai told him they couldn't save him. Guo Peng, you're going to die. There's nothing we could do right now. He was immediately transferred to the top hospital in Beijing, the top Chinese heart doctor, there, supposed to be one of the best in the entire, uh, the whole of Asia, who is an expert or was an expert in Marfan syndrome. He told Guapen repeatedly, he said, There's just no cure for you. With our level of technology and the severity of your sickness, there's no chance you will survive. So he refused to have any form of surgery or operation on, on him. <coughs> Guapen then went to the uh, famous uh, Fuwai hospital, also in Beijing. And the doctor said, look, the risk is very high. Chances are you're going to die on the operating table. So they got him to sign a waiver and they're willing to take the risk and they operate on him. The operation went for more than 10 hours. On the operating table, Kuo Peng was slipping in and out of consciousness. All he could remember was hearing something like the doctor saying, quick, 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 we are losing him. He's dying. And he couldn't speak. He was in a semi-conscious stupor. All he could do was to think a thought. And he sent a thought to God. Lord Jesus, save me. I want to give my life to you. I want to serve you. Please, Lord, save me. Couldn't even say it. Just thought it. Well, a few days later, he woke up in the ICU. The doctor told up he said, young man, do you know how lucky you are? I mean, he's not a Christian. So he said, how lucky you are? You have died so many times on the operating table. Your heart had stopped. And every time your heart stopped, and we tried to resuscitate you and we couldn't do anything anymore. We we want to declare you dead, and we were just about to clean up and pack up, and then your heart will start beating again. And then we thought we could save you, and then your heart will stop again, and then we will want to declare you dead, and we want to pack up, and your heart will start beating again. He said it went on so many times. He said, You are. The miracle of this hospital. You have the most severe heart disease we have ever seen, and yet you, you survive and you have the speediest and the best recovery we have ever seen. Come on, let's give God a big clap. Hallelujah. Oh, you want to clap? Let's give God a big hand. Now, some of you remember we heard Quapin's testimony. A few months ago, right? When we had our Chinese outreach, we heard about his story. But what he didn't tell you was that earlier this year, they found a huge tumor right at the front of his lungs. It was big and was covered with blood. Immediately, the doctor suspected it was cancer. And they had to take him through another major operation. And guess what? He survived. Now today, Kwapun's entire body was covered with scars. I want to show you another photo. All right, what they did in the first—is op- there another one? But, but there isn't another one. Okay, it's scars. This was the first operation when he died many times. It went one side. Now after the tumor operation, he got another set of scars. So it's like crisscross throughout his entire body. Now. So, one day he had a thought. Corporal had a thought. He said, Lord Jesus, if you could bring me back to life again and again and again, surely you could heal any sickness and any disease. If you could heal me of sudden death, then no sickness is too great for you. Just a simple thought. So he gave room for the Holy Spirit to work. He decided, why don't I start praying for other people who are sick? Now, someone in his family had a chronic hemophilia disease and she was bleeding with a flow of blood for 13 years and couldn't stop and have severe eczema so bad that every summer he got, she got to go out with a wet towel around the neck because her entire body would break forth in eczema. Here was a woman with a chronic hemophilia, a flow of blood, and azeema. and pray for her. Instantly, she was healed. And the eczema and the hemophilia totally disappeared for the glory of God. Come on, let's give the Lord a big hand. Amen. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Go ahead and give God a big clap. Hallelujah. Every miracle begins with a thought. When we think the way God thinks, then no matter how small the thought, Lord Jesus, save me. Lord Jesus, you can heal the sick. Lord Jesus, this cancer is not too hard for you. The moment you can think a thought, no matter how small the thought is, you give room and you give space for the Holy Spirit to come in and begin to work the miracle on your behalf. We must spend time every single day communing with God in our thoughts. 90% of our prayer life is through thoughts. Every day, apart from praying, and tonight in church you're praying, and you're speaking in tongues, but most of the time, you pray in tongues, or you you pray to God, not in tongues, you pray to God silently in your thoughts. You must learn to commune with God in your thoughts all day, all night. And the Bible says day and night, and night and day, you got to meditate on God's Word. So you take the promises of God and you think it through. Meditate on it. Speak to yourself. Speak to yourself again and again and again. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who live in me. For me to live is Christ, to die is gain. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. you got to meditate on God's Word night and day and day and night. So that's the first thing. Give the Holy Spirit room to work in your life through your thinking. Number two, you give the Holy Spirit room through our hope. You mustn't lose hope no matter what you're going through. In your life. God thinks hopeful thoughts towards you and I. Every single person. He's thinking hopeful thoughts 24-7. Even when you forget about God, He has not forgotten about you. Every single moment of the day, God is thinking hopeful thoughts many times about each one of us. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. Can we all read this verse together? Let's, let's say out loud, starting now, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Can you see in this one verse? Three times. The verse says God is thinking. God is thinking. God is thinking towards you, towards me. Thoughts of peace. Thoughts of hope. God is very hopeful About you and I. God is very hopeful about this church. God is hopeful about your marriage. God is hopeful of your health. God is hopeful of your career, of the financial situation you're going through. Cell group leaders, don't get discouraged if your group is not growing. God is hopeful of your leadership. God is hopeful of your cell group that you will grow and experience great revival. So God is so hopeful and is thinking hopeful thoughts all the time. How many of you want to be like Him? Just wave your hands a little bit. So you and I, we got to be hopeful. Turn to your neighbors on your left and right. You got to be hopeful. Why? Because the Holy Spirit cannot work when there's no visions and dreams. The Holy Spirit cannot work if there's no hope in our minds. So every single day, every moment of the day, we got to believe we have a great future. We got to stay hopeful. Through visions and dreams, God guides us. God leads us. God directs us. Now, a dream cannot just be a good idea just by a few people coming for a brainstorming session. No, a vision and dream must be birthed by the Holy Spirit. That is why on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2:17, it says, your young man shall see visions. Your old man shall dream dreams. It must be a God idea that the Holy Spirit has birthed into our spirit. And then we can visualize and lock our minds onto that idea. Joshua could not have victory over Jericho until he could lock his mind And see the vision. And see the hope that God had for him before he could go in and take Jericho. The wall of Jericho was so thick. They said you could have six chariots running side by side around the walls in a race. It was so thick, Rahab could build an entire house in the walls. That's how thick the wall is. Now, he was thinking, How could I do it? He wasn't sure. And then one day he saw the captain of the army of of, of the Lord and he was the son of God in the Old Testament. So God gave him a vision, a picture in his imagination to lock his visualization so that he could visualize. And God began to give him a vision so that he could release his faith. Joshua chapter 6. And it says in verse 2, the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty man of valor. Joshua, I want you to see it. I want you to see it in the spirit. I want you to see it in your mind. I want you to see it in your imagination. See, see, in the face of insurmountable odds, God told Joshua, Imagine it. You can imagine how puzzled Joshua could have been. Lord, see what? I mean, it's such a powerful fortress, impenetrable, standing in the way from your people possessing the land. There is no way, God. And God began to unfold this vision to Joshua, step by step, by step, by step. Look at the next verse, verse 3. You shall march around the city... All your men of war, you shall go around the city once. You shall do it six days. See, God was painting the picture for him. Alright, look at verse 4. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets or ram's horns before the ark. The seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. Joshua, see it. I want you to see the presence of God coming upon the people. I want you to see yourself marching around it. I want you to see that it's not by power, it's not by might, but it's by my spirit. I want you to see the power of your praise and your worship. Verse 5, It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, then the wall of the city shall fall down flat. And the people shall go up, every man straight before him. Joshua is an impossible task. But I want you to have hope. I want you to visualize a future where Jericho is conquered. When Joshua could visualize it, the Holy Spirit moved powerfully on his behalf. Now notice for Joshua how specific the vision was. Yeah? He said, you got to march one round, six days. Seven day, march seven times. The priest must be in front carrying the ark. And then on the seventh day, you shall let out with a great shout. Now, it was very specific. So this tells us one thing. Many of us have common dreams. Oh, I want to be blessed. I want to be great. I want to be happy. But God only answers specific prayers. Your dream got to be specific. You say, how do I get the specificity? How do I become specific? Well, you pray. And the more you pray, the more you meditate, the more God will show you step by step, step by step, what you can hope for, what you can expect. You know, God taught me this years ago when we went to our Jerome West building. I remember... God taught me and and said, what kind of a sanctuary you want to see in Jerome? (laughs) It's going to be an underground building, right? So what do I expect? I said, God, I do not want a boring school hall kind of sitting. God, I wanted a semi arena in the little space that we have. So I have people on the left, people on the right, and it goes all the way up to the slope. God, I I want to have a screen right in the center. I want to have a sound system that is just like the indoor stadium. In those days, to have a line array for a church like this, is very unusual. I said, God, I want the chairs to be blue in color. I could see it. God, I, I want the curtains to be nice. I want to have a nice choir stand. And I began to visualize, Begin to visualize and I visualized people coming, and they say Jurong was so far, who would come? You know, I mean, remember we had an opening. We say going to the Wawa West, and we used to joke five minutes from Johor Bahru. I mean, who would come? <laughs> and then we began to, I began to visualize. We had buses coming from everywhere, and true enough, we came to a point where every week 500 buses. We became the largest private charter. Or charterers of buses and brought people in. And then, same for Sunday Convention Center. We needed a, 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 a new building. So we tried and we tried and we tried, and, and it seems like every place we could get is getting further and further away. And I, 2008, I was in Korea, in Seoul, and I was invited to preach at the Yoida Fu Gospel Church. And that day, I was so impacted. You know, Yoido Church, with all the overflow rooms, can sit 12,000 people. And it's just across the road from the National Assembly. For the next few days, I was in my hotel room. I was in prayer. I was weeping. I was praying. I was crying out to God. I said, God, I can see it. I don't know where. I don't know how. I honestly, at that point in time, wasn't very sure that we're gonna have Sunday Convention Center, but I said, God, give us a place just like Yoido Church, a place can sit 12,000 people, a place that's across the road from our national parliament. God, I don't know where. I was thinking more towards Shanton Way, I wasn't thinking about this place, I was thinking about the Shanton Way area. So I began to visualize, I began to pray. But you see, the more you pray, the more specific your vision will become. But you got to visualize. Visualize yourself healthy. Visualize yourself with no more asthma, no more eczema. Visualize yourself not living with cancer. Visualize yourself putting on weight or losing weight, depending on what you need. (laughs) Visualize yourself happily married to a wonderful man, a wonderful woman. Visualize yourself with children. You know, I mean, it was almost impossible for us, for son and I, to have a child. But we visualize it. We visualize. You got to learn to visualize. I'm very hopeful regarding City Harvest 2.0. I'm very hopeful for the new leadership that's going to lead us. Why? You say, how could you be so hopeful? Because since the second half of 2012, we already have a new management. We already have a new church board that's been running the operations and they are in charge of the church. I was no longer taking any executive role. Neither was Pastor Tan, neither was Pastor Derek. Pastor Derek has gone back. Since the second half, since July of 2012, my role has primarily been pastoral ministry, strengthening you in the spirit, preaching, I have not attended any church board meeting thereafter, have not been involved in any executive or decision-making function. So this new management and this new church board have three years to function without me, Pastor Tan, Pastor Derek. And boy, they have done an amazing job in the midst of all the challenges. So when I introduced City Harvest 2.0 and the leadership on the 26th, anniversary weekend it was a public confirmation to the entire church and to entire world of the church staff and leaders they are already running the church so the leadership transition was fully completed on the 23rd of august on my birthday that was my best birthday present because three years we raised up a new team that is capable of running the church and have been proven to run the church. Come on, let's give God a big clap. Oh, you want to clap? Let's give God a big hand. Hallelujah. So that's why when I told you we have proven leaders, proven leaders, because they have three years of trial and error, three years of transitioning into their roles, I know that I know that I know. No matter what happens next Wednesday, I know we are in good hands because we have an amazing management, an amazing church board that are serious, on fire for God, spiritual and anointed, and they can take this church to City Harvest 2.0. Why don't we just give the new board and give this management a big clap. Hallelujah. Come on, give them a big hand. Let them know that we love them, we support them. Number three, you've got to give Holy Spirit room throughout believing. Matthew 11:28. 28, this week I spent time, son and I, we spent time with our pastor, Dr. Cho. And Dr. Cho reminded us, Jesus says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Jesus says, come to me. He's all that we need. Isn't that Amazing. Sometimes we run helter-skelter, and we, 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 we look for everybody and anybody. But Jesus says, come to me. I'm all that you need. Church, I'm here to tell you whether you're sick in a body, you need a miracle in your job, you need a miracle in your life, Jesus is all you need. Jesus is also the Word of God. So come to me means come to the Word. Believe in God's Word. Believe in every promise He has made into your life, and you will find rest in your soul. Jesus said, if you can believe, Mark nine twenty three, all things are possible to him who believes all things. Not just the easy things, but all things. The challenges that seem impossible. <laughs> to believe means to make a commitment. You make a choice, so you choose. I make a choice. I say, God, I choose to believe. I choose to stand on your word even when all the circumstances look contrary. I choose to believe. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. But I will believe. The moment you believe, the moment you anchor your faith, even if your faith is as little as the mustard seed, it's enough for the Holy Spirit to move. It's enough for God to work. All you need is just believe. Then we come to the final one, number four. You give the Holy Spirit room through our speaking. You got to speak it. You got to declare it. You got to command it. You got to proclaim it. I'm healed. I'm blessed. I'm the head and not the tail. This cancer is gone. My provision will come, my breakthrough will come. Proverbs eighteen twenty one says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And in Genesis 1, God spoke, let there be light, let there be this, let there be that. Now, there was no human around at that time. So that tells you one thing, words are not primarily for communication. Words are primarily for creation. Don't waste your words by speaking down on yourself, by cancelling out the great creative work God wants to do in our lives. The moment God spoke, the Holy Spirit had the space to create the whole, whole world in power and glory. And the whole universe came into being. The moment God spoke, He gives space for the Holy Spirit to move. Dr. Cho shared about the lady in his church that's diagnosed with cancer of the esophagus. So it's a throat cancer. The doctor operated on her, and the procedure was considered a failure. It didn't work. They couldn't get the cancer out. The cancer has spread. She's gonna die. But this lady, this sister, asked for all the sermons and CDs of Pastor Cho to be, to be brought to the, to the hospital bedside. And every day, he, she listened to all the CDs and all the audios and, and just to build up her faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. And until her faith became strong, and she began to believe in Jesus' name, I believe I'm going to be healed. I believe this esophagus cancer is no match for Jesus. So the more she listened to those sermons, the more the faith began to arise in her heart. So she said to the cancer, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. Cancer, you're finished through the cross of Jesus Christ on Calvary. The doctors came to treat her. And she struggled and with, with you know, because it's, it's operation in the throat. And she said, doctor, this cancer is finished. Jesus has healed me. I believe my healing is on His way. Every time the nurses came to give her medication and painkiller, she said, nurses, listen, this cancer is finished. I'm healed in Jesus' name. The doctors and nurses, they all thought she lost her mind. They say the cancer has attacked the brain. She's, she's dying soon. <laughs> soon she's not able to speak. So she asked for a piece of paper and began to write out By the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. If I can say it, I'll write it. She wrote 10,000 times. By the time she finished her 10,000th statement, they came back with a medical report. Her cancer's all gone. She's totally healed by the power of God. Come on, let's give the Lord a big hand. Hallelujah. That's the power of confession. Come on, give God a big clap. We must speak the Word of God as a command. Speak what God has promised you as a command. Keep saying it, even though it's one sentence. Say it again and again and again. Just like God said, let there be light. Say, let there be freedom. Let there be victory. Let there be abundance. Let there be provision. Let there be peace. Let there be miracles. Let there be healing. Say it again and again and again. How do we make room for the Holy Spirit to move? In your thinking. In your hope. In your hoping. Your visions and dreams. In your believing. You keep on believing. Anchor your faith. I choose to believe. Even if everything, in every fiber of a being is rejecting this, I believe. I believe and you keep on speaking, keep on speaking. Now, what if you don't think? What if you don't hope? What if you don't believe? And what if you don't want to speak out your miracles? Then there's nothing the Holy Spirit can do. Not because He's not powerful, but He will not work because you have not made the space, of the room for Him to work. Tonight, I want to challenge you to step boldly into the fourth dimension of the Holy Spirit for your life, for your future, for your family, for your happiness, for your cell group, for this church, for your leaders, for your destiny. I want you to step boldly into the realm of the supernatural and activate your thinking in line with how God thinks. I want you to start visualize what you're hoping for. Visualize it, whatever you need. I want you to choose to believe in His Word in spite of the contrary circumstances. And I want you to speak, I want us to speak the words and speak it as a command. Let there be miracles. Let there be victory. Let there be healing. Speak it. Speak until every mountain is moved out of your way and cast into the sea. If you believe that, give God a big hand tonight. Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's give Him praise. Let's give Him praise. Let's give Him praise. Let's give Him praise. I want all the singers and musicians to come to the front right now. Let's give Him praise. How many of you tonight, you want to believe God for a miracle in your own life? In your own life. How many of you want to believe God for a miracle? How many of you want to believe God for total healing in your body? No more sickness or cancer or disease in your body. Just put up your hands right now. How many of you want to believe God for more provision and abundance? Now, that's two things, right? Some people have faith only for provision because it's Jehovah Jireh. But they have no faith. It's El Shaddai that He's the God of abundance and more than enough. But tonight, you want to believe God for both. Put up your hands right now. Let's, shall we all stand on our feet right now? Hallelujah. How many of you want to believe God your life is not going to be wasted, that you're going to live a life of destiny, that through you, the kingdom of God will come and His will be done. Put up your hands if that's you, wherever you are. I want you to just open your mouth and speak in tongues right now, right? Let the Holy Spirit begin to move. Shuturia la carabahataria, la carabahataria, la Come on, let's pray loud and strong. Shuturia la carabahataria, la carabahataria, la carabahataria, la carabahataria. Shuturia la carabahataria, la carabahataria, la carabahataria, Oh, shuturia la carabahataria, la carabahataria. Tonight, you're sick in your body. We talk about cancer being healed. We talk about a heart disease being healed tonight we talk about different chronic diseases being healed you know the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years she kept rehearsing saying to herself if I touch Jesus I shall be healed if I touch Jesus I shall be healed she kept saying to herself night and day and day and night and she received a healing tonight if you're sick in your body if you got tumor if you got cancer in your lungs put your hands on your lungs If you got stomach cancer put your hands on your stomach Tonight, if you got cervical cancer, ovary cancer, put your hands in that part. You got liver cancer, put your hands on your liver. You got throat cancer, nose cancer, or tumor, put your hands on the part where the tumor is. You got leukemia, put your hands on your chest. Tonight, you're here and you have cancer in the bones. Just put your hands on on your chest right now, in the mighty name of Jesus. Heart disease, you got heart problem, you got a stroke, put your hands on your heart. You got hypertension, put your hands on your heart. Jesus, we thank you for healing tonight. Tonight, if you are here, you have sugar diabetes. Jesus can heal that. You got arthritis. Oh, Jesus can heal that. If you got, uh, 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 if you got a, a mental problem, you got dementia, or you got early dementia, or you got insomnia, put your hands on your head right now. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, you got pain in your body. Put your hands on the part that is painful right now. Asthma, you can be healed in the name of Jesus. Asthma, be healed in the name of Jesus. You're here tonight with kidney problem. Put your hands on your kidney right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we rebuild that sickness, we rebuild that cancer. In the name of Jesus, go right now. By the stripes of Jesus we are healed. Our parents are healed. You are praying perhaps for your aging parents, your grandparents at home, for your loved one in the hospital. Lord, send your word and heal their disease in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we speak the blood of Jesus over all the sickness and cleanse it and flush it away in the name of the Lord Jesus. Just lift up your hands, begin to thank God right now. Begin to thank the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for healing. Thank you, God, for healing. Thank you, the cancer is healed. Thank you, the heart disease is healed. Thank you, leukemia is healed. Hodgkin lymphoma is healed. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, asthma, asthma is healed. In the name of the Lord Jesus, she got a Bahodea la Kara Bahadea. She got a Bahade Allah Karabahade. She Allah Kara I want you to say to yourself, say I'm healed in Jesus' name. Just keep on saying, I'm healed in Jesus' name. Say to yourself 20 times, I'm healed in the name of Jesus. 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 Keep on saying it. I'm healed in the name of Jesus. 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 You believe God for your healing. Give me a big clap right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah Hallelujah I want you to believe God for your provision I want you to believe God for your blessing I want you to believe God for your promotion I want you to begin to declare, I want you to visualize I want you to visualize that promotion students. I want you to visualize yourself passing your exams and doing so well. I want you to see it. Close your eyes and visualize it. Going to the universities that you want, going to the colleges that you want, doing the course that you want. Some of you are going to be doctors, some of you are going to be lawyers, engineers, entrepreneurs, businessmen. I want you to visualize your career being blessed. I want you to visualize promotion in your job, going up to the next level, getting the contracts, getting the promotion, getting the blessing. God is for you. He has empowered you. You are blessed. He has empowered you for success. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Let there be victory. Let there be victory. Let there be success. Let there be provision. Let there be abundance. Declare it. Declare it. Declare it. Declare it in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. From the front to the back, from the left to the right. I want you to join us to your neighbors on your left and the right. Let's declare this. Let's proclaim this in the mighty name of Jesus. Everybody say out loud. Say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'm blessed in my coming in. I'm blessing my coming in. I'm blessing my going out. I'm blessed in my going out. God, you promised me. God, you promised me. This is my life forever. This is my life forever. Lord, my marriage is blessed. My marriage is blessed. My career is blessed. My career is blessed. I will have more than enough. I will have more than enough. My God shall supply all my needs. My God shall supply all my needs. I can do all things through Christ. I can do all things I'm strong. I'm strong. I'm healthy. I'm healthy. I'm full of hope. I'm full of hope. I have a great future. I have a great future. In my career. In my career. For my family. For my family. For my ministry. For my ministry. City Harvest Church has a great future. City Harvest Church has a great future. Because I'm here. Because I'm here. Because we are here. Because we are here. Will you pray for your neighbors on your left? On your right. Shidri Allah karaba hadri Allah karaba hadri Allah karaba hadia Shigar bahari Allah karaba hadri Allah karaba hadia Shigar bahari Allah karaba hadia Shidri Allah karaba hadri Allah karaba just pray a little bit more You are blessed. I bless you in the name of God the Father. I bless you in the name of Jesus the Son. I bless you in the name of the Holy Spirit. If you believe what you confess, give God a big laugh today. Give Him praise tonight. Give Him praise tonight. Father, we just give you praise we thank you we thank you I just want you just for one moment and visualize all that you confess close your eyes and see your future give the Holy Spirit room to make it a reality see yourself healthy happy great family husbands and wives are so in love with each other I want you to see your children growing up in the fear of God successful. I want you to see this church growing from glory to glory, greater than ever before, impacting the whole world in the mighty name of Jesus. Your word is revoked. Night. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, we believe in you. We believe in you, we believe in you. We believe, you. We believe every promise of your word. We believe every promise of your word. Believe, we believe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you really believe, just give God a big hand one more time. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Are you blessed by this week's podcast? Tell us at connect at chc.org.sg